Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. That's right, that's right. Um, Kyle isn't here. And trust me, if he could have been here, he would have been because he had the Warriors winning in six. You are listening to Dead in Sports. My name is Ken. And on the show, filling in for Kyle this week will be Q, the Sits Man. And uh, we'll have the usual with uh, Brandon and, and Ralph. Um, but yeah, if, if Kyle could have been here, he, he would have been because he had the Warriors winning along with Brandon. And he would have loved to have bragged about how he got that right. Uh, for those of you that didn't listen to the show, I had the Cavs in Sits. Um, Ralph had the Cavs and so did Q. Had, uh, they had the Cavs winning as well. So... On this week's episode, we're going to talk about the finals. We're going to talk about LeBron's legacy, of course. We're going to talk about um, who has next. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, ways that the Cavs could possibly improve their roster to, um, you know, compete. And uh, we're going to talk about whether or not the Warriors are the greatest team of all time. And uh, we're going to also kind of discuss a little bit about um, getting into the mythology of MJ um, as, as well. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm not going to hold you guys up any longer. So let's go ahead and get into the show. You know, I, I think, man, it, it's unfortunate. Like, I'm torn, man, with, with, with the way the finals went with, with this team. I, I sat there and I was going to turn the game off. I didn't even want to watch it, man. It was just, it was just making me sick. Um, oh, damn. I, it was just, it was just weak to me, dog. Like, <laughs> I just thought the whole thing was just it was like you're supposed to do this. And it, yeah. and I'm sitting there watching KD just just score and it was I think the one saving grace was it really was all KD. Like we it saw really Curry was. became a shell of himself again, you know, and he wanted no parts of it. And then finally he started to kind of get Yeah, 34 points can only miss four shots all game, but I'll digress. <laughs> and the first couple of when when the Cavs put the pressure on them Curry wanted no part of it. He had no fight in him. Yeah, he had one no bad fight game. In him. Huh? One bad game out of five. One bad game out of five. You be too rough on cats, Ken. Like, you, <laughs> you, like, like, come on, man. Like, like, let's be honest. KD was the driving factor as to why Golden State was so dominant in the playoffs. Absolutely, and it's wet. And, and Steph is 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 the is. He he's the starter. He's their engine, man. Like KD, he 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 became a role he player. He the same type of poise and calm. Get the fuck out of here, KD. Be quiet, like two seconds, man. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> KD is the calm in that storm, and then what Steph is for that squad, he's the hell. It's like damn, man. It was bad enough. Oh, not not now. Now we gonna get the hell. That that's what Steph does for that team. He, he, he pushes that team. He's the one that controls the tempo. You know what you're going to get from KD, sometimes Clay, And then when Steph just it, – it, it's, just, it's just more on top of everything else. Like, look, Steph physically is not dominant. Physically. Doesn't yeah. mean that he's not a dominant basketball player, which is the reason why I always say little guys need medium to large-sized guys on their squad to win chips. That's what we see. Right. Little guys like CP, you're not going to win no chip by yourself. Kyrie, right. you're not going to win no chip. These right. point guard is not going to win no chip. They need a small forward, power forward, or center on the squad that is also as dominant. 
as dominant or if not better of a player. And that's what we've seen. Steph, when Steph starts going with KD, who's going to truly beat that? As a dynamic duo, I think the only team or the only squad that can do that is Cleveland. Their dynamic duo can match Golden State's dynamic duo. And we saw that. We saw that. The difference is is everybody else, right? Because Tristan and and, and K Love, they um uh they cancel out Draymond. The difference in this in the squad is Clay. How many times have we seen a game or a series where LeBron James is averaging or getting triple doubles and he doesn't look like the best player on the court? How many times does that happen? It doesn't matter who he plays against. Uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard that you know people say he's the best player in the league uh, uh, Paul George which is one of the top small forwards in the league Gordon Hayward another top small forward LeBron makes all those guys look like little boys but yeah. KD though come on KD washed them out but KD, KD, KD has always done that to him Ralph you know this and, and we all know this KD and LeBron has always went toe to toe and statistically have put up great numbers it has always kind of come down to the others. Wade, Bosch, yeah. whatever else he had on that Heat team. This he year, hurt. you know, it was Curry, Draymond, Clay Thompson, and that system. And, and right. that's where that that's where Cleveland Ty, you know what, man? Tyrone Lou. Tyrone, Tyrone, however you say it. He, Here we go. He he won a championship off the back of LeBron. James last year. He had a chance to show that he can coach and what do we get? We got a 23 and 23 team in the second half that was undisciplined, that played no defense, who we all know that Lewis is supposed to be a defensive coach. That was right. proven. And and this this strategy uh-huh. he had in the play in in the finals and I, I understood, but it just wasn't working. They get out on a fast yeah. break, and you're just going to follow? Like, come right. on. Like, he got out coast, out class, out everything. Can nah. you, yes, you're way did. off. Yes, base. he did. I was saying you're they should have fired Tyrone Lue. Check my tweets. I said it during the regular season. That, 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 that's cool. I don't care what you said when you said it. When you wrong, you wrong. First off. I'm not wrong. Uh, okay. Lou got to go. That, that's your opinion. I, I, I'll stick to mine. When you look at the Cleveland roster, outside of LeBron James, who is an elite defender? I'll wait. It doesn't matter. Answer the question, Ken. Who's an elite defender on Golden State? They got like two. KD, Draymond, oh, Clay. KD. And they have a rim protector. Uh, I'm not going to say that uh, JaVale McGee is an elite player. Or elite defender because obviously once they start putting them in pick and roll, Steve Curry and play. They are committed to playing defense, Ralph. That's the difference. Curry played defense. KD's a a rim protector, dude. Exactly. And and KD is an elite wing defender, is he not? Is the Matrix man? They were committed to playing defense. Their defensive principles and strategies were on point. Can't and I understand that. Golden State's been playing defense since the last five, six years since uh, Mark Jackson instilled that in them. So, so yeah. I, I, I give them that. But their right. personnel defensively is better than Cleveland's per, uh, uh, defensive personnel. Hands down, it's not even close. We talking about Richard Jefferson is a defensive stopper for Cleveland. Come on, man. You're not, come on. Come on, Ken. Come on, Ken. I mean, dude, 
Dude, big to guard KD. Literally, literally, <laughs> if you put Andre Iguodala on Cleveland, he might be their second best d- d- defender, dude. Like he literally exactly. might be. Exactly. You, and you and know what? Like, Iguodala is their sixth man for, for for Golden State, and you see how he plays meaningful minutes, dropping twenty off the bench. You can't get exactly. that. Anymore. Exactly. So 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 we talking about KD's an elite defender, Draymond's an elite defender, Clay's an elite defender, Iguodala is still a top defender in this league. Dude, yeah. they got four guys right there that I named. Cleveland only has one and a half with a with Shump. Half. What about Tristan? So, so, what about Jr. Hey, Tr- Tristan. Hey, look, man. Uh, look, he talking about he want to give Chloe five baby. Yo, they need to trade him. Yeah, he get him up out of there. Yo, they got to get him up out of there, boy. Please. But look, with Cleveland. I think Ty Lue, I think he could have made some more personnel adjustments. Me, we said it on this uh, program here that Derek Williams needed more minutes at oh, least yeah. to see what he can bring to this series. Uh, Lou didn't make that adjustment. That's cool. People, they let I, I understand rolling with you guys. <laughs> Patrick McCall played on Golden State, but Derek Williams couldn't crack the rotation. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Patrick McCall out of UNLV is a rookie, and he played meaningful minutes. Two back-to-back baskets to widen the margin. It was, I think it was an eight-point game. He made it a 12-point game. Two back-to-back <laughs> baskets. Yeah, man. Um, I also think that what's hot – look, I think that it's extremely <laughs> difficult to create a system that works, right? You were talking about being out coach and this, that, and the third. Okay, Ken, I give you that. But name me a great coach that LeBron has had ever in his career. I'll wait on that, too, because I know you don't have an answer. I, I, I don't. I, I understand exactly. that. He hasn't he's had, had the benefit of playing with the Popovich or Phil Jackson. Exactly. And he now has, he hasn't had his Hall of Fame coach. He's made all of his coaches. Okay, Hall of he's Fame. Like a, coach, a coach hasn't taught him anything. He's made every guy. So when you made the comment that, you know, Tyloo rolled LeBron's back, you're damn right. Every damn one of his coaches is rolling LeBron's back to whatever type of win percentage or playoff win percentage or whatever. But Lou got a lot of credit, Ralph. Lou's not getting the – I'm not giving Lou the credit. I'm giving all of the credit to LeBron. But what I'm saying is, is that Lou as a manager has done a good job. Now, I'm putting him in that. Like after this year and after this series and seeing what we've seen, I'm starting to put them in the Scott Brooks category where my, my, you yeah. can manage these guys, you can assemble a top team, but can you make them a championship team? Because when you have a, an isolation player like Kyrie and then you have a ball dominant player like LeBron, it's difficult for you to change what they do best because they're always going to rely on what they do best. So, right. so I think it's going. It, it's gonna. It's gonna have to come from somebody bigger than Ty Lue. I got it a question for you. To. I got a question for you. Uh huh. Do you think that? Do you think that LeBron likes being as ball dominant as, as he is, or do you think he would prefer to play in a system that could take advantage of what he does best, which is basically see the whole whole court and pass and make everybody I better? Think, no, I, I think he would prefer to be ball dominant. Name me a, a, a point guard, and, and I'm and I'm putting him on a point guard level in this regard. Name me a point guard, pass first, score, whatever, that doesn't want the ball. I'll wait. I don't know, Ralph. Le- I, I, I don't know. I, I think Le- he would Le- like for the game to be easier. 
I agree that he would like for the game to be easier, but for LeBron, he just wants guys that can hit buckets. You know, That's uh, you know easier for Bron. You know, I think I think we're missing one side of uh, what we're trying to get at, and I think that is this. And I want everyone to chime in on this. I think this is an important thing that we need to discuss when we talk about LeBron James. LeBron James, in my opinion, is probably the only player in the NBA who whose opinion on signing players is the one of the utmost important things to management. And people call LeBron GM. People call LeBron, you know, the manager and all that stuff. And he'll say, "Oh yeah, go go get me Jr. and Shump," and that'll happen. They'll say, oh, well, we need more help, and they'll sign Darren Williams. They'll try to sign Bogut. They'll try out Larry Larry Sanders, you know, because LeBron, his word, you know, is very much a respectable thing, and you should respect LeBron's word because he knows what he needs to win a championship. But do we think that there is either some blame or maybe some short-sightedness on LeBron trying to max out the contracts of people like J.R. Smith, trying to give nope. people like Tristan Thompson nope. $80 million. Yes. But hold on, hold, hold, hold. Let, let me finish, though, because what we're seeing is, and I know what people's going to say, he only did that because that was when uh, KD was in Golden State. He had no way of knowing that was going to happen. But at the Not same time, do we still think that maybe it was a little short-sighted to think that those guys – were enough at that time because even before then they still hadn't come back from three one. That was that that was that off season. You still think that eighty million dollars, the hundred and ten for K Love, the sixty million for Shump, the the I don't even remember if it was eighty something for Jr. It was way too much. No, I think eighty two for Tristan Thompson. Yep, yeah, eighty million dollar man. Do you yep. think that there was some short sightedness and maybe LeBron no. kind of relinquished optionality there? No. No, no, no. And, and and the reason I got two reasons for that. Number one, those guys earned their contracts. Right. And again, LeBron doesn't sign the checks. It's up to the GM in the front office to negotiate the best deal for the organization. Right. right. Because in business, it's all about compromise. Two people yes. are not going to be happy if a deal comes down. And both guys are angry. That means it was a good deal because both guys had to get something up. And if you're acquiescing to every LeBron James uh, need, then then that's a problem on the organization because there has to be a, a little bit of a separation. Now, in terms of the roster, I'll ask the simple question. If Golden State didn't have KD, does this Cleveland team beat a KD-less Golden State Warriors? I yes. think so. So I don't know that. I do. Get the fuck out of here, man. With Matt Barnes, I really, I, I truly don't know due to the fact that Draymond Green was suspended and they lost their rim protector. No, 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 no. We're not talking about last year. We're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year bringing back the same squad. Maybe a couple of obviously some some guys not going to be there. Festus Azili because he went to Portland and stuff like that. But the main guys take out KD, insert Harrison Barnes. Do they be Cleveland? Hell no. Because this was all KD. This was all KD, man. (laughs) Exactly. So, so, so for me, no, LeBron didn't have short sightedness and him telling the organization, sign my guys because we need them to win. Now, when KD goes to Golden State, it's like, holy crap, we ain't got nobody else for KD. I got to do everything plus guard this guy. And they got three guys that they, they could throw at me. We got one guy that we could really throw at him. 
that's an issue. That's not short-sightedness that happened after the fact. But but at the same time, Rev, like you 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 know JR, you knew what JR was. You know right. what Shumper was. The Tristan mm-hmm. was the one that you know would go to war for. He had a bad series um against, you know, this year, but he showed up last year. He helped turn that series around. And then not when- JR JR showed up too. And and, and finally Yeah, JR did J- show up last year. Yeah, he showed up, la- he showed up the last two. He games. shows up late. He shows up late to the party. But game he, seven is the most important game of the finals, dude. I, what are you talking about? But they about? shouldn't have. The point is, if he would have showed up at the very beginning, if he wasn't on CP time, they wouldn't have been in that hole. But Ken, that's Ken, fine. Ken, Ken, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, B. I'm, I'm going to shut all this down. What is J.R. Smith's role on the team? What is he? Right now, he's play defense. He's a role player. You don't expect this guy to give you 20 some points for five games out of a series, Ken. Come on, be better than if that. J- if J- if Jr. would have showed up and when they when they didn't have Kevin Love and when they didn't have um, Kyrie, they would have beaten Golden State in in year one when LeBron was was going to work. If Shumper would have showed up, they didn't show up. That's why I picked them. I I just knew for a fact that they were going to show up and do something because LeBron just needed them to contribute. That that right. was year one. Year two, he was MIA until. They had nothing left, and then he started to show up. Like, he had a right. couple of big shots in Game 7. This year, he was gone until, right. what, the last two games? You you, you cannot. Yeah, I knew, knew JR was gone this year. It's a waste of money, dog. Shumpert, Shumpert is, is known for, like, at least two or three boneheaded plays a game. Dude, the thing is, let me, can I, let me interject here. The reason why I believe that there is some short-sightedness, not like completely, but there's some short-sightedness on LeBron's part. Because if you want something completely non-contingent on Golden State adding KD, is you signed Shumper to what I believe I believe it was something like $40 million or $60 million. I cannot remember if somebody please fact-check that for me. All I know is that it was way too much for what I think uh, Iman in, in Shumper brings to a team. You, if you're LeBron James, what was his what was his number one drum that he was beating this year? Play I need a backup point guard. I need a backup point guard. I need a backup point guard. You let Matthew Dellavedova go to Milwaukee. I'm not saying Matthew Dellavedova is you know the you know this amazing backup point guard. All I know is that there was a narrative going around that Matthew Dellavedova gave Steph Curry problems in the in the finals from 2015. All I know is that Matty Delvadova can hit an open three occasionally from time to time, and he can play some defense from time to time. And he's a very capable passer. In the- <laughs> you know, he he knows how to play with Le- he knows how to play with a LeBron James. So you see him fitting in in Milwaukee because he have a similar player in Giannis who is a point forward. So he knows how to play with the Giannis. So I believe giving Iman that contract, and I believe um, some of the money that Jr. got could have went towards either re-signing Adelvadova or going out there and finding that backup point guard who maybe could have suited you better than Adelvadova did. I do believe that there is some short-sightedness on LeBron's part because we just talked about OKC uh, being short-sighted and not going over the luxury tax. Now the the Cleveland Cavaliers have gone over the $132 million luxury tax by a mile. And they are trying to talk about how we need to add more pieces. The only thing that I see that, that they can add Later on this offseason, aside from trading Kevin Love for Paul George, which I don't see that happening, the only thing that they could probably add is a marginal player like a Tabo Sevalosha for $5 million. 
and nah. that's not getting you over the hump against the Warriors. And I'll let somebody interject now. No, nah, th- there's other guys. A uh, Rudy Gay. I-, I I think he helps move that needle. I think he he will be their version of uh. Eagle Doc. You think Rudy? All right, I mean, all right, all right. Let me there. Do you think? Do you think yeah. you you truly believe? You truly believe that Rudy Gay is taking that contract with Cleveland? A mid level to compete for championships? Yes. At this point, they don't have the money that. to do that. They have the mid level exception. You really think that they're going? You He's think not Rudy Gay? He's no, no, no. And I'm, I'm not even talking about yeah, his, we, we, his. I'm not even talking we, about his skill as as a player. You you think he's going to take a mid level exception to be on Cleveland when he he could go to Houston and get more money? Yeah, because Houston ain't making it out the West. But it has I, nothing to here, do with. Here, here's the thing: it, it, we don't know what is in Rudy Gay's heart. If you want to win, you'll do David West. I'll take right? the minimum. Right, but we don't we don't know what's important to Rudy Gay. If winning is important to Rudy Gay, he'll take the mid level exception for a contending team. That's just what it is. If he wants, if he's about his money, then he's gonna go get money. There's a whole bunch of teams that got money. Philly got money. Denver got money. There's teams that got right. money that could just go sign people. So at the end of the day, we don't know what's in his heart. But Ken, to your point, do you not think he's an Eagle Dollar type of guy? Like, can you win a championship as Eagle Dollar is your best player? But what if he's your fifth, sixth, seventh best player? Yeah, that, 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 that helps move the needle. That's another body you could throw on KD. That's another guy that can handle the rock, dribble, pass, shoot, get a rebound, and push it. That's what, that's what Golden State – see, look, whenever there, 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 there's a new benchmark in the league, you have to try to beat that benchmark. Golden State's benchmark is extremely high. You know why? Because it's not just about experience with these guys. When you look at champ- – previous championship teams they're typically older they have an average age of over 30 years of age look at golden state's roster and tell me what their average age is i'll wait but i already know it so they're in their 20s all their guys are in their 20s this is not common for nba so you gotta try to beat these guys it's extremely difficult now in hindsight it's always 2020 and i'm pretty sure that we recorded this as well for me, I wouldn't have traded for K-Love. I would have signed K-Love in the offseason. Imagine if they would have had Wiggins. That That's the thing that Golden State has been able to do. Draft guys, develop them, then yeah. sign a free agent or two to help push your guys over the top. That's how you build. That's the reason why there's a draft. If you look at all of LeBron's teams, he has never played with an up-and-coming young player. He's always either had super established guys, the youngest um, up-and-coming player that he's played with is Kyrie. But imagine if he would have had a Wiggins and still would have been able to have K-Love right now and Tristan and but, Kyrie. We're talking about something completely different. But what Cleveland, where they're not going to be able to dig themselves out of this hole is the fact that they cannot get young talent. That yep. That's always at a premium. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, people. Because what I'm have, what I have in front of me right here is just the projections for the mid level ex- exception coming into 2018. Mm-hmm. They're projecting it's going to be 5.2 million dollars, mm-hmm. and that's not enough to sign a, a guy like a Joe Ingles or a Luke Mbamute or a CJ Miles. I highly doubt Rudy Gay is going to say, "All right, I'll take that." And plus, the money doesn't work out either. But but to your young talent point, I posed this question on Twitter. I didn't get a lot of feedback. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get. I didn't get much feedback on this. If you're if you're the Cavaliers, if you're the Cavaliers, 
and I'm gonna ask the same question for Golden State next. If you're the Cavaliers, do you trade Kevin Love because apparently Sacramento is shopping the fifth and tenth pick? If you're the Cavaliers, do you trade Kevin Love for five and ten? Either take those two players and hopefully that they you that they can give you some NBA ready minutes now, and or do you flip those five and ten for a guy like a Paul George, or do you flip that for another you know star that? Is enticed by you know a, a, like a GM that's enticed by five and ten because Sacramento wants to move up to do something you know special. But if they have a star waiting for them like a Kevin Love, I don't know if you know the the Kings are smart enough to turn that down. I think that the number fifth pick Cleveland could get somebody that is going to step in right away and contribute. That number ten pick is where I. If I'm Cleveland, I'm 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 not happy about that. And then the thing is, how long is that number five pick going to take to even reach a Kevin Love status? That's not going to be enough. They still need another guy in addition to that draft pick. So I I don't think I think where Cleveland is right now, what they need to do is they just need to make trades. They need to move some. I think everybody is tradable outside of Kyrie and Bron. I think that they need to move Tristan. Because right. Tristan showed, especially in, in, in these finals, he had, it, 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 I, I, I want to say he had a, like 10 or 11 rebounds through the first three games combined. He right. had finally a breakout game in game four where he had 10 rebounds. That's right. unacceptable. If you pay a guy $80 million to rebound and he can't rebound, you got to trade him. Because mm. now he is a major liability. And this is not like a guy that can hit 15-footers consistently. Part of that was coaching, too, though. And he, look, he, he became a focal point for Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr did. even said it. Yeah, he did because Tristan is a big reason as to why. Look, the, the whole time during the finals, what did I say that kept, kept – it just jumped off the page. Second chance points and rebounding. Golden State is not supposed to out-rebound or at – out no. second chance point score. That's coaching too, also. Like, yeah. like, like, like to to be in position to out rebound Tristan Thompson. If you're, you know, if you're Draymond, because Draymond has to worry about K Love, but Draymond was sagging off K Love a little bit to be able to go and re- rebound. And Iguodala and the and the wings were coming in to rebound also in gang rebounding. That's also some coaching there too, but like. Obviously, we're more in, you know, talking about what can Cleveland do to compete next year. I mean, Rod, you have Richard you, Jefferson like, got to go. Shumper, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just dump the whole bench. Just dump the whole bench. Everybody, everybody, be keep Derrick Williams. You can get him for nothing. Nah. <laughs> and Corver, keep Corver. There's no need to keep nah. Derrick Williams. Keep no, no, not Darren, Derrick, Derrick, the young buck. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I I think that yes, I think there could be, me. I think there could be a move with Tristan going to Phoenix and trying to bring back Tyson Chandler and Eric Bledsoe. Um, I I think that that's a good move for them. Obviously, you get your rim protector and Tyson. You get a backup PG um, that allows you to go small with him and Kyrie both on the floor at the same time. And Eric Bledsoe is no chump on defense when healthy. Obviously, that's his biggest uh, concern. Um, I think that you also got to look at trading K-Love as well. If that returns you a Carmelo and or a Paul George, then you got to make that move. Because the way that Golden State is built, they don't play inside out, they play outside in. 
right? right. And, and you have to have perimeter defenders at a great to elite level, not even good, because they're going to make good defenders look like bums out there. You got to have mellow? great. I no, not for that aspect because here's I wouldn't the thing. give love even, for Melo. You would give love for Melo. I don't know. I would have to actually sit down and, and, and look at that and, and really think about how. But 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 here's something else to think about, right? Like realistically, you can get the top five defenders and you still can't stop Golden State because great offense is always going to be great defense. So to beat Golden State, you got to get timely stops, but you also have to score. Carmelo gives them that scoring, right? right. So, 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 so I don't know if it's that bad of a move. Yeah, he can't play defense like that, you know. But at the end of the day, he could go get thirty. Thirty is easy for that guy. I just like I just, Paul George better. I do too. I, I'm not saying I Paul George thing pop up anyway. This is news to me. Dude, this literally came out of nowhere and. I just don't nah, know they've been why. About two weeks. Two I don't know why people this is gonna happen because the like the money doesn't make sense. The like the oh, motivation, yeah. the money don't make sense. So like the motivation for Indiana makes no sense unless you're dangling something really enticing of in in front of them. And I don't think they're jumping, you know, to lick their chops for Kevin Love. I don't I don't see that. And plus, Paul George is a free agent in 2018. Was what's he going to do? What just win a ring and then bounce to L.A.? Like I don't I don't it doesn't. The narrative doesn't make sense, and the money's just not there, and the trades are just not there. They're saying that the Warriors can win the next two or three. Right. Is there anybody out there that can stop them? Nope. If I'm nope. – I don't know. I don't know. Um, I truly don't know because I think Utah is really on the come up. And I think Utah is probably the team right now that's presently constructed. If they can re-sign Gordon Hayward – which I don't know. That's very much They're in not. doubt. I don't know. It's, it's, he going to it's, it's very much in doubt. I think he goes to Miami, just just from my personal opinion. But um, if they can re-sign him, perhaps, because I like Gobert. He's getting better every year. I love Rodney Hood's game. I think he's probably the most underrated pick from that draft. Gordon Hayward's a star. You have guys like George Hill, but they have to re-sign him. You know what I'm saying? And the money that does, doesn't work. So it's weird. Now, if you take a CP, put him on the Spurs, I think you can challenge Golden State, take him to six, on a maybe seven if Kawhi's game has another level to it, maybe seven. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, I don't think there's anybody that's like, oh, yeah, this is a move that can clearly put them ahead of Golden State. In my opinion, Zach Randolph <laughs> is, like, right there. Like, he's those slow. are the type of guys that, like, he's very slow, but that rebounding is still there off the bench. And they need some help. Uh, just like they need, they need that grit guy, in my opinion. And Cleveland has – they thought they had one in Tristan Thompson, but I don't think he was a real grit guy. I, I think Zach nah, Randolph – he's Canadian. <laughs> I truly think Zach Randolph is about that life. Obviously, we've seen it, you know, his, his career over through and through. He's proved it. So I think that Zach Randolph is a guy who – Definitely could go to Cleveland and give them some help off the bench just as big. But it's those wings, man. It's those wings. But we obviously talked about Paul George earlier. Let's just say this. They have to subtract Kevlo. That's his situation if they want to add Paul, uh, Paul George. They, it, like, it has to happen because Kevin that's the Love only thing. got to go. 
Kevin Love has to go. He but gotta go, man. So, 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 so let me ask you guys this: is, Who needs to go more, K Love or Tristan? Tristan. Okay, okay, we on the same page. We on the same page. Or hell who, yeah, Tristan going. Yeah, more Tristan gotta go. Or to lose more, Tristan. Wait, say that again. I said, I, I said, who can you afford to lose more? I believe the answer is Tristan. Who needs to go more? I, I like that. Like that's a tough question because it's like Kevin Love can space the floor, and it's like thing is though is that if you can't do that, which we've seen, he's had that that like that game five showed what we need from him. Six threes, we need that from him. Like you need to be doing that every game. He but had then, his he, moments. Yeah, and he gets to the finals, and it's just like, where where are you at? But then he has that one game, like, oh, there he is. That's what he's supposed to be here. He sh- but if he, he showed, then why then why are you even on the on the team, dude? But but here's he he showed more of a fight this finals than he has in well in the last final because he didn't get a chance to play in the first one. But mm-hmm. I, I I like the attitude he he showed, like his confidence was up. But let's be real, like. Um, he got coached off the off the court a couple of times, and Lou couldn't even play Tristan Thompson. At least he could play Kevin Love because at, at, at times that was Kevin Love just checked himself because right. when he settled down and and actually got into his move and and attempt and score and and got into a good post position, he scored. But whenever he rushed his shots, he he panicked and freaked. He missed everything. So if he could just settle down, he'll be okay. Tristan Thompson, they couldn't even play him at all. Tristan Thompson, they couldn't play. Shannon Fry, they couldn't play at all. <laughs> Richard Jefferson begged to get on the court to guard KD for what? I have no idea because he, he yeah. couldn't guard him at all. He was just out yeah. there, and he needs to go to get him out of that. They should have let him retire. Um, yep. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, like, the guys I'm seeing that they could add, like, even, dude, like, even at 40 years old, I still think Vince Carter might be too much money for them to bring in. Like, I don't know. If 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 LeBron calls him up, yo, yo, Vince. No, man, that's, that's Richard Jeff part two, man. No, no. And the thing is, I do think Vince is actually still a capable player in the NBA, which is crazy. He's but, a, because he's always a he's always been a better offensive player than Richard Jefferson, even when they both played in New Jersey. Like, nah, man, yeah, yeah. Look, where where VC is right now, could he help Cleveland? Yes, but he doesn't move the needle against Golden State. If course, you but, can trade Tristan, keep K Love, and add another offensive weapon, mm-hmm. that, to me, that's the move. Don't right. I wouldn't trade K Love first. I would definitely see what the market is for Tristan. Right, because because K Love is a viable commodity, man. Like, how many guys in the NBA at that position can do what K Love does? There's not many guys. He's valuable. He Maybe not that much to Cleveland based off of their matchup with the Warriors, but right. that's another weapon that you would want out there. Somebody else that Steve Kerr has to be like, hey, we can't leave him. It open. gives you a, it gives you a matchup advantage if you know how to use right. it right, Lou. It's facing the floor. That's all it is. Like it's facing the floor. You like, like you can't, you know, clog the middle for LeBron because you have K Love out in the wing. Like that's understood. Exactly. For people, you know, that GMs, there are a lot of stupid GMs, but mm-hmm. they're GMs who, you know, aren't that damn stupid. To all right, man. In, in in the East, in the East, there's not one GM. Not even the Sixers are doing this. I don't care because the because the 
the uh, Cavaliers don't have first round picks to trade. So there's not a soul in the East that is going no, to help course. Cleveland acquire a Paul George for a Tristan Thompson. That's just, well, that's, no, no, that's no, no. Just wait, wait, no, wait, 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 hold on, Q. I'm, I'm not saying trade, because you're 100%. I don't, I don't care if I had Tristan as a GM or if I had Paul George. Somebody calls me trading one for the other. I'm like, hell no, you crazy as hell. No, I'm not talking about making that move. Again, let me go back to the Phoenix move. If you All trade right. Tristan, are able to bring back Tyson Chandler, so you just replace what you gave up, and you bring back an Eric Bledsoe, you can play a lineup of Bledsoe, Kyrie, Braun, and K-Love out there if need be, right? And if you sign a Rudy Gay to the mid-level, to me, that's more of a viable lineup against what Golden State has to offer versus what they had this year. That's number one. Number two is... Um, it helps out Phoenix because in this draft, I think they need to take a point guard so they can move Eric Bledsoe now, right? And then you want, if you have, uh, let's say they take Diary or whoever, right? One of these uh, 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 fly, uh, fly point guards out of this draft, you take them, then you have Devin Booker at your starting two. You need a big man that can go get you some boards and get you second chance points. So That's basketball true. wise, it makes sense for Phoenix. Um, and, and again, there, there, there's there's other options, but to me, I like Phoenix because even if even if you can't get Bledsoe, you can still get Brandon. You, Phoenix has yeah, a yeah. lot of little guys that you can that 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 Cleveland can use. There's a lot of teams, just like you mentioned, the Kings. You know, there's yeah. a lot of teams that are not contending that have guys that a, a, a contending team can use. And right. I think that any team in the NBA can use a guy like Tristan. Right. So so I need that. So so to me, that that's the reason why he's the first guy that's on the trading block. Now, if I have yeah. to throw in the love, I got to get a Paul George in return. There's no way that I'm giving up Caleb and not getting getting an all-star a bona fide guaranteed all-star there's just no way i have to get that guy if i'm giving up k-love here's what i want to know because this has been floating out there a lot is this the greatest team ever this golden state team you guys think this is the greatest team ever did lebron just lose to the greatest team ever dude like i don't I hate I hate questions like this because it doesn't take into account that basketball changes over eras i think this is this is the greatest team Probably of the 2010s, hands down. But like, if we're com- like if we're comparing this team and we're putting this team in the 1990s against the Bulls, I don't know because the game is slow. I mean, the game is faster actually, and they they get away with much more physical play. So you can put KD on his ass and not get ejected, unlike you know Jordan Draymond should have been in, in Game Five. But at the same time, I do think this is probably the greatest, one of the greatest team top five that I've seen, you know, just, you know, play basketball. Just talking like tape, not like, you know, me seeing the Showtime Lakers because I wasn't alive, but just seeing people play. It's just, this is definitely top five for me, but we can't, but we can't talk about this is the greatest team ever because errors matter, dude. Like the game is much more, much more faster. People are going out to three point lines in transition. Like this is not the game where you go to the rack all the time. It's not the '90s no more. It's not even the early 2000s, where it's more but of an ISO type game. I don't know. But can't, but but can't doesn't that lend itself to the point that they are? Because if we're trading threes for twos, right? Just like Magic said that his Showtime Lakers would would sweep uh, Golden State. I don't know how you do that because I know that can't nobody guard Kareem, right? Like we know that because he's number one scorer all time, but he scores two points 
where these they got three guys that can go get three points for every two you get. I, I, I how do you beat that? How do you beat that? I, I just don't know. And I've I've seen a lot of basketball. Um, I'm not gonna say they're the all-time greatest team, but they're definitely in the conversation because an all-time great team has to do it over the course of years. You have to have a run, and That's this true. is for this team. This is the beginning of their run. So if they can dominate the NBA for the next two to three years, then yes, we have to put them up there. But if we're talking just this one year, they can compete with any of the all-time greats. And, so and, 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 and I'll put it to you like this. There's always a supremely unique player or two on these all-time great lists. Name me another seven-footer shooting guard on any one of these all-time greatest teams. Name me another player on any one of these all-time greatest teams that has 30 to 35-foot uh, a three-point shooting range. Oh, no. Right. So, 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 so to me, they're up there. I'm just not going to say they're the greatest, but yeah. they are in the conversation. They're definitely there. Definitely yeah. like, of course, if you, if, if you list you know, the top ten greatest teams of all time, you know, I, mean, I have no issue, you know, top 10, top 15. Like, if you just do a list of greatest teams of all time, each each year, now, you know, like, each year, like, you know, like, the 96 Bulls, uh, the 86 Celtics. Like, if you list, like, the top, you know, the greatest teams of all time, I, I have no issue putting this 2017 Golden State on that list. I mean, now, where I'll rank them at, I, that I don't know. But I don't have no issue putting this team in the you know top you know top ten top fifteen great teams of the NBA history, you know it's not just a run, but it's kind of like a culmination, right? Like like the '96 Bulls, it, it was a whole bunch of years before that '96 Bulls, and then there was a couple of years after that '96 Bulls team for them to show why that that one particular team was the one of the greatest teams. So to me, like like I was saying previously, this starts Golden State's run. What if next year these these, these boys? It, I, I'm not saying that it's gonna happen or whatever, but what if they go some ridiculousness like 80 and two? What what if they do something like that? And we're talking about this. This year was a great team. Shit, they go 80 and two. That's man. The thing is though, the thing is though, is that this was. Think about this, y'all. And I want to like respond to like Ken's point is like. Think about this. This is KD's first year in this system. And by all intensive purposes, from when I play basketball, the first team, the first time I'm playing with a new team, that's the year I'm trying to get comfortable with them. And this is KD's first year. And I, I never played in the NBA. I, wanna, I, I never will. But I know that there are just certain things about basketball that remain true for whatever level you're on. And I know that KD is going to be way more comfortable with this team next year than he even was this year. So the potential to be even better next year is very much possible. It's very much it's very much possible. And plus to uh, FIFO's point, in my opinion, the only stretch four I can name <laughs> of any era outside of, you know, the 2010s is a Kukoc. Like, Kukoc is the first stretch four I, I know of to be able to hit threes and be able to, you know, play. The four, like, that's the first stretch four. And you're telling me that this Golden State team wouldn't wash a lot of these teams? They probably would because they have they have shooters. They have guys who are versatile. You have guys you can put on any type of uh, player, and they can switch off. Iguodala can go from guarding twos 
all 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 the way to guard, you know, ones and threes. You have Draymond, you can guard two through four. You know what I'm saying? Like they they have they have versatility. Man, I remember watching that seventy two and ten Bulls team and and I, I, I just remember every game I would watch, I'd be like, Man, I, I I don't think anybody could beat this team. Yeah. And, and I had that same feeling watching this team late in the year. You know, and I'm like, because last year, you know, I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, somebody, somebody could get them. This year, I'm like, with the addition of KD, I'm like, I don't see Who's how you beat them. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, I just didn't see a way you, you can beat them. Same thing kind of, with, you know, until that Heat team, you know, got, got hurt. I was like, man, how, how are you going to beat these guys? Um, that's how I felt at times watching this. And I think when we think about LeBron, you know, we knew that. For the most part, we knew what the outcome was going to be. We just, you know, felt like LeBron was Superman and that if there's anybody that could do it, it, it could have been him. I know this. We need somebody to do something so this whack-ass Golden State team can get out of the picture. we tired of seeing them uh, ruin basketball the way they are. Punk-ass KD. Punk-ass KD. <laughs> gonna go to a team that that beat him that he had down three one. Nah, man, I'm happy for that dude, man. Um, he he needed one because he you don't want to go out like that. <laughs> he, he was gonna be mellow real quick. <laughs> so 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 mellow's the punching bag now. Hey man, like we, we, we got some stop. people on the. Hey, it's some. It, we got some niggas. We got. Some, I, we got some niggas on the clock, B. <laughs> like we, we got some dudes on the clock, man. <laughs> we got, <laughs> that's all I'm saying, man. We got to line them up because we got Don't we stop. have some great superstars that that haven't gotten a ring, man. <laughs> this being one of the greatest teams, this being one of those teams on on 2K <laughs> that you pick to play with. Um, how does this impact LeBron's like? He's three and five, and I still think he's great. And I can make an argument for a goat. We, I could do that another day. But is it is it a stain on your career if you lose to the greatest, one of the greatest teams of all time? No. Are you penalized for that? Oh no. Same way I didn't penalize Kobe for getting his ass beat by the Celtics. Like you know, it happens. Like you lose to and teams. by the Pistons. And about like it, dude. It happens, dude. But, however, the Pistons one, I'm looking at him a little more side eye because he still had Shaq. But anyway, um, but yeah, man, you you face those teams, man, that just like are insurmountable sometimes, dude. Like when I'm like going back to Kobe, I remember when Kobe lost. It, it was, I believe it was in five games, and the last game they got blown out. Like it was like ridiculous. And I remember when Kobe started crying on the sideline. And I was like, damn, I mean, this is, I mean, wait, what is he supposed to do? And I remember when Lakers fans were crying and fanning their outrage of, how are we supposed to beat this? This is unfair. This is not, this is a super team. We can't beat this team. And they were right. It's a super team. How are you supposed to beat that? And the thing is, though, is that Laker fans will still say Kobe's top five, top three, you know what I'm saying? The same, I'm saying the same thing for LeBron here, dude. LeBron is 33 years old, going on 34. Man got three children. You know what I'm saying? He's grown as hell. And, his players around him just were not better than Golden State's players. They added, like, they went from being the Splash Brothers. They are now the weapons of Splash d- d- Destruction. That's <laughs> Damn it. Justice League, dog. 
that is it. They are the weapons of splash destruction. Like they added an atomic bomb and KD to an already a nuclear situation where Steph Curry can go nuclear anytime. Clay Thompson can go nuclear anytime. Now you have KD who is an atom bomb. That's ridiculous, Lou. Like, like you can't beat that. And you got Draymond, who's probably the most versatile defender as- aside from Kawhi Leonard in the NBA. And he had and terrible finals. Yeah, and like he, he, yeah, he was really bad from three this year. I don't know what was going on with his offense. But, dude, you have a six-man of the year in Andre Iguodala and a finals MVP in Andre Iguodala. You have a unanimous MVP in Steph Curry and another MVP in Steph Curry. You have an MVP in Kevin Durant. You have a possible yeah. player of the year candidate this year in Draymond Green. You have probably, aside from Kawhi Leonard, the second-best perimeter defender in the NBA in Klay Thompson. You have coach of the year in Steve Kerr. You have Jerry West, one of the greatest basketball minds on this planet to ever grace this planet. You have you 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 even have guys on your personnel like Steve Nash who are just consultants. You have literally like everyone to be successful. What are you supposed to do? You're so like the fact that LeBron got one game. I look at that in the same vein of AI when he beat Kobe and Shaq. That's an accomplishment. And they was undefeated. Like, and yeah, they, and they, were clearly, they were clearly overmatched. Everyone, everybody knew that Philly had no no shot against um, yeah. like clearly, I'm and just... that's the same situation here, dude. You still have that one play. I I remember when Stephen A was on radio in Philly, and like my uncles were arguing because um he was just talking about how oh yeah AI is gonna get you one, but it's over in five, and everyone in the city was mad as hell. And he was right. It was over in five, but yeah, yeah it's going to get you one. The same way I believe LeBron could get you two, I picked the Cavs in six. I was obviously wrong, but I thought LeBron could at least get you two. But that just shows you how great KD, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, that coaching, that organization, they're ahead of the curve, man. They're just ahead of the curve. And I'm, it, it, there's no smudge for LeBron to answer your question. No smudge at all, dude. Still no, top three all time. And LeBron played good enough to get you two. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah. it's not like we have to question, man, where was Braun? It wasn't Dallas. Triple-double. Um, yeah, he averaged. What else was he supposed to do? Outside of growing about two, three inches so that way he could maybe affect KD shot, there was nothing else that this man could do. He he did everything that a superstar player, a leader of an NBA team franchise and organization is supposed to do. The man played hella minutes. The man played tired. The man did everything on the court and off the court that you needed from him. I, look, here's the thing. The LeBron lovers don't see a problem. The LeBron haters say that this is the reason why he'll never be the GOAT. And then objectionable people like the majority of us here on this show will say, look, you have to take everything in context. LeBron did his thing. Yes, it's another L, but if he's losing to one of the greatest teams, which I definitely know that this Golden State Warriors is one of the best teams to ever be assembled, it just is what it is. It, look, man, look, look. If you if you if you want to smear his name because he 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 don't lost five finals, it is what it is. That's cool. He been to seven straight, about to go to eight. It's it's just as simple as that. He is one of the only players that you can put on the same mantle as Michael Jordan, even with the five finals losses. And that's just a a testament to what LeBron James is and has always been. But FIFO, we have to speak on just the finals losses because people look at numbers and then like Mm -hmm. they just 
that's the entire story. First and foremost, LeBron's second best player in his first finals loss, fucking Mo Williams, third best player. I already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Out, best player, Eric Snow. I give him a complete pass. He was a baby the same way I give KD a, a pass against mm-hmm. Miami. A baby. And you're going up against Popovich, in my opinion, the greatest coach of all mm-hmm. time, had playoff in 20 years. So you mean to tell me that that's a smudge on his record? Dude, the fact that he even got them to that finals by beating Detroit showed me that that was his league as soon as he did that. Mm-hmm. So, no, much. I will give you a smudge for 2011. Yeah, a superstar meltdown. It happened. Okay, I'll give you that. Came back the next year, beat KD. The next year, came mm-hmm. back and beat the Spurs. People say that Ray Allen saved his career. Well, if that's the case, then Ron Artest saved Kobe's career too, dude. Like, like, like let's, Facts. Not, let's, let's not act like this is, you know, not a team sport. Because I remember Kobe going scoreless for six minutes in the finals against Boston until Ron Artest hit that shot. So let's not do that. And Pau Gasol, in my opinion, finals MVP. I'm not gonna say that. Um, but <laughs> let's like let's move past that. Let's go to the next finals loss. 2014. D Wade knee issues started to break down. Chris Bosch was not playing up to his potential. The roster was not that great. They had Rashard Lewis, Ray Allen. You know, in my opinion, probably could have retired. Uh, the year before that, and he was just he was just older, man. And the, and they had dude, they had Odin on the team. It was yeah. a, it was a good team. They they lost by a record margin because Kawhi Leonard's coming out party happened. Tim Duncan wanted revenge for missing a wide open bank shot against Shane Battier. It happens. I'm kind of giving him a pass for that just because of the roster that was around him. But at the same time, okay, all right, two. Two bad losses, all right? Then you go back to Cleveland, your first year back, and you lose Kyrie and Kevin Love That of your big three. You take them to six games. That Like, I'm giving you a pass for that, dude. I, I, I just am. People who say that he doesn't deserve a pass from losing his two, answer me this. Is Michael Jordan going to beat um, the Utah Jazz without Scottie Pippen? And Jordan without- didn't win a playoff game without Scottie. So a let's game. not like you don't need help in the playoffs. You do. Coaching matters, situation matters, and people around you matter, dude. You know me, that. <laughs> yeah, it look, like, dude, it happens. All right. So I'll give you 2016. What happens? And then let me let me flip this point on on its head. Because people want to give LeBron shit for, you know, 2015. Oh, he oh, okay. So LeBron, you know, his 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 fans think that he didn't have help. But he still made it. He should have won if he's the greatest of all time. Okay, the very next year, what happened to Golden State? I mean, well, we lost Draymond and Bogut was was hurt. What are we supposed to do? We need our players. Oh, okay. So you need help to win finals, right? The same thing that happened to LeBron in 2015. He didn't have his help. He lost in six games. The fact that he was even able to take you to six games shows you just how great that he is. So, yes, 2016 comes back from 3-1. I'm giving him no pass because he didn't deserve a pass because he won. Then you come back this year. You have to add KD, a top three player in the NBA, a transcendent player. And, <laughs> dude, you have to add all these guys just to beat LeBron James. That's flattering to me if I'm LeBron. Yeah, he yep. beat, by the way. You've got to add an MVP seven-footer release point. Well, people said 12 feet in the air. Come on now. That's flattering to me. Well, so we look at his losses – I'd say only about two. I say I say three of the five that he's lost 
are only you know the ones that you can critique him for. Like yep. 2015, I'm giving him a complete pass. 2007, I'm a complete pass. 2014, I'm giving him half a pass just because anyway was just like not and there. And he showed all. up. LeBron showed up. Yeah, LeBron showed, and, in showed every up. finals, LeBron has showed up. The only one, to, all, only time he has not showed up Dallas. was in Game Six versus Dallas. Yep, and you know, you know, there was something else that Chris Broussard said that it just puts certain things into context. Michael Jordan, in his in his six finals, played against nine Hall of Famers. LeBron has played against twenty six Hall of Famers. Yo, he's had a tougher role. Let's be honest. LeBron has played tougher teams. He's had a tougher, maybe not role to get to the finals, but once he gets there, he's playing better comp than Jordan played. Right, right. Yeah, and that was the people, what you just said, people, that was with, you know, the Jordan lovers would be like, well, Jordan had a tougher role to the finals than LeBron, but you can definitely argue that or it. You not really argue, but even make a point that LeBron in the finals has played tougher teams yep. than Jordan. You know what I'm saying? And Jordan did in the and, and who leads the league in NBA playoff elimination games points per game? That that that'll be LeBron. That'll be yeah. at 33 a game. So it so 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 it's not like he whimpers and cries, you know, himself to sleep when it's a game six or a game seven or an elimination game. LeBron comes to play. How many times have we really seen LeBron be like, "Damn, man, he, he just let us down. Like he, like he didn't show up." It happens, but not when it's all on the line. And isn't that's I'm, when that's that's when you're supposed to get paid. That's when that's when your career is made. When it's on the line, we ain't got nothing to lose. Are you gonna come out here and be a punk, or are you gonna be a goat? And hey, LeBron Ralph, has shown. Uh huh. What's gonna happen is that when when he's done playing, and people reflect back on his career. That this run that he's going through, when his his legacy is put in in context, right? Mm-hmm. The 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 seven straight finals, taking two teams to four final appearances. People will at that moment talk about how great he is. Right now, you know they 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 want to kill him and do this, that, and another because he's right. actually living in the moment. But when it's all said and done, and we're not seeing anybody else like do that. Then people would be like, man, you know what? He may not have won them all. He may not have a winning record. But to be able to get to the finals and stay healthy and to carry the team. Right. You right. Know, and to go, I think people are going to look at it differently, but not right now. Right. People who've never played basketball don't understand don't how understand. hard it is. First off, just win a game of basketball for four quarters. And then on top of that, if you, if you were even so blessed, that made it to college, you only realize how hard it is to win in college. But the fact that LeBron was able to go straight from high school and be the best player on his team the very first year he got in the league to being able to sustain a level of competition right. and a level yeah. in his career, he's never been below top three small forwards in the NBA. He's never been never. there. Never. It's like as soon as he got into the NBA, he was a top three small small forward. They were like, like, like it was Vince, and then you might be able to get maybe one other guy ahead of him. But LeBron was always top three in my opinion. You see those stats from the first year; he was making people better. And of course, he had to add things to his game, like every other player do. Exactly. But it got better. It got better. His J got better. You get better. You get better. Like people don't understand, man. 
it's hard just making it to the finals in the first place. That's why Allen Iverson's championship, you know, the one where, where like he lost, that shit means the most to me. Just seeing him go out there and battle against Shaq and Kobe and getting one game. Yeah, give, yep, give him they only by lost himself. It by himself. He pretty much he pretty much beat Lakers by himself. And, and people forget the battle that it, it took him seven games against Ray Allen, who was putting up twenty seven yep. a game. Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, and Big Dog. Mm-hmm. Bro, and Vince Carter missed a three to win the to, to win that series. Like yep. people, people forget that. They're like, and plus, people don't understand. Let's like, going back to LeBron, man. Where do we do this thing? And I was trying to like make this point like many, many shows ago, but we had to go. Many, many people, when it comes to LeBron, or when it just comes to certain players who come along, it's this thing within human nature, just for sports. Where we like to mythologize people, we and we like to make them either angel or devil. And what we're doing with these guys like the LeBrons, the D-Ways, the Kobe's, the people that come before them, we look at their career after they're gone and be like, oh my goodness, we were so privileged and so blessed to have seen this take place. So that we start to appreciate them more. I'm seeing this now with Kobe. I don't know if y'all are, but I'm seeing people who didn't even like Kobe, said they hated Kobe, said that Kobe was trash, all this stuff, right? Kobe's crybaby, all this stuff. They're starting to be like, oh, man, I miss Kobe. Kobe was so good for the NBA. Kobe was a dog. Kobe was this and that. That's because Kobe's out of the league now, and they're looking at his career in context. The same way that this, all this LeBron hate, yep. all the LeBron yep. hate just goes back to people wanting to protect Kobe and Michael's legacies. That's all it goes back to yep. because – LeBron coming into the NBA, he had that whole the chosen one, you know, the the uh, next Michael Jordan. So the people who are Jordan fans who mythologize Jordan immediately put a, a target on LeBron's back to say if he does not do exactly everything Jordan has ever done, if he does not win six straight and doesn't lose any, if he doesn't have the killer instinct gene, which is a fucking myth because LeBron is top three in clutch shooting if you look at the statistics, and they have to, you know, make this thing where if he if he's not exactly like Jordan in every single way, then he can never ever be anywhere near Michael Jordan. And I just think that's such a disservice to to yourself as a basketball fan because you're missing so much greatness. The fact that LeBron was able to beat that Pistons team by himself, I still don't know how that shit happened. I still don't know how that happened. LeBron by himself with that team around him beat yep. those Pistons. Yep. And those Pistons just dismantled Shaq and Kobe's Lakers. Yep. So we need to, like, so like, we need to stop, man. Like, just stop and take a breath and look at the entire painting. We're so focused on the strokes that are happening right now. Look at the entire canvas of this dude's career, man. He shouldn't even have went to that 2007 finals. His <laughs> second best player, Mo Williams. Third best player, what, Eric Snow? Um, I'm sorry, third best player, Verizal. Fourth best player, Eric Snow. Dude, I mean, he just put up a triple-double in the finals, first ever, and it went for nothing. It averaged. Yeah. And and, and it was all for nothing. Yeah. LeBron is is so great in in terms of what he's able to do on the court and in terms of people talking about him, people wanting to hate hate on him, that we're still overlooking what KD did. In the right. finals, that dude was flat out. I, I gave him a lot of crap. You know, it was FKD this, that, and the other. I yep. have my issues with the move. Um, 
But I've always felt that, you know, like when I, look, I, I said, and I told FIFO this when we were working together, Portland should have drafted KD over over um, Lamar Odom. over Odom. Yeah, I get why they yeah. did it, but you know, because of the roster makeup. But I'm like, you can't pass up a guy like that. I, I watched him play in Texas. He he was the truth. KD, one of my favorite sure. players. Uh, Curry, he, Curry before he became this this guy. You know, when he had the 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 taco, you know, strength fucking ankles. That yeah. that was the guy. I was like, man, man, I, I love Curry. I'm like, man. It's going to be a shame Curry won't ever get to play out his career. So, you know, while I have some issues, my personal issues with that team and how they carry themselves sometimes, it's still enjoyable to watch. Now, watching KD put on the show he did, like, dude, everything he threw up was going in. He had an answer for every single thing. And He was locked in. And what do people talk about? LeBron. Even now, KD is second fiddle. Yeah, he's a champion, but even now, all people are going to talk about it for the next week or two will be LeBron. You know, can LeBron's legacy, will he be the GOAT? Can KD pass LeBron now? This, that, and the other. At the end of the day, Ken, like, obviously you can, you know, critique LeBron. You, you can say, you know, certain plays here were stupid or, or maybe he didn't look so in, engaged on certain parts. At the same time, the people who are saying, that, oh, you know, LeBron is trash, you know, those are like people who engage in the hyperbole and say, oh, LeBron is this and that, and they love to talk about he's not a killer, you know, all that stuff. That stuff, that's all man, hate to man, me. Man, there, there's that's a – in the Jordan rules, right, um, the Ringer yeah. did a, a, an article on it, and they wrote about um, – I think it was on page 95, and they said in the triangle offense, Jordan had like 12 shots. And and he was mad, and they say he was pouting, and that um, and it was something along the lines like he didn't want to shoot, or that he was going to show Steve uh, Phil Jackson something. Like people don't have those stories about him because yeah. the media was was different. Like going back to what you were saying, every single thing about LeBron has been critiqued down to you know the the damn shoes he's wearing, and I'm clearly, you know, exaggerating, but it's like watching this guy come in as the chosen one and immediately, like you said, oh, you got to be Jordan because they wanted to protect Jordan. Oh, you're not Kobe. You know, and and they kind of did the same thing to Kobe, but Kobe reminded them so much of Jordan that they started to kind of give him a pass. But with LeBron, it was just different. And, and like, if he if he didn't have that, I think people may or may appreciate him a little bit more but when you come into the league straight out of high school and people expect you to be and I think they may have been saying that the best player ever you know uh there's probably going to be he's probably going to be the greatest player to ever ever play the game I think he's lived up to that this guy his career just is what it is sometimes your path is already predetermined it's not yeah. his fault he had to go play against a team Loaded with a seventy-three and nine team that added the second best player in, in the league. It, it's not his fault. A, 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 a finals where, as soon as he signed with Golden State, people were like, "Oh yeah, they're going to win the championship." Yeah. But the expectations on LeBron and it was that somehow, some way, he'll figure it out. And right. and, and it's un, I think it kind of was unfairly put on him 
to be like, oh, yeah, he's the greatest player ever. He'll figure it out. And we have these these unfair expectations on a guy that, look, sometimes that team is just mm. better. No, And there's no nothing you can do. Jordan wouldn't have beaten that team. Ken, last night, we, we don't even have to go that far. We don't, we don't even have to say that, oh, Jordan wouldn't have beaten the, the, the Warriors. We can stay in his era and say that it is very debatable if they would have even beaten the Rockets. And LeBron yeah. is 33 going on, what, 34 next year. And they're favored to go back to the finals again. Yep. And in my opinion, in my, in my personal opinion, we don't appreciate LeBron enough as a, as, a, as a businessman. We don't appreciate him enough as just a person and as a role model. If you wanted to have any role model in the NBA, it's LeBron James. He's he ain't got no his He is no dude. Dude, he has no scandals. Name me one. As, as, in, as a player on any sport, I'll give you any sport. To the degree in which LeBron is famous, to the degree in which he is recognizable, there is no other player on earth who has ever been involved in zero scandals, have never had any off-the-court things, off-the-field, anything. Name Tiger Woods. Nope. Kobe Bryant. Nope. Rape case. MJ, gambling. Fuck out of here. LeBron James. Never. Have you ever heard his name in, oh, LeBron has a baby mama, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Carmelo. Just look. Just look what he did. I'm saying there's never been anybody at this level to never been any shit off the court. To, to, he's been the person to be able to brand himself since the time he's 18 years old. Name me a player who's ever branded himself for their entire career instead of letting the game brand them. I'll give you a perfect ex- example of letting the game brand you. Dwight Howard, everyone thinks he's soft because the game branded him soft, and he allowed that shit to happen. LeBron James doesn't let anything go past his his desk without him signing off on it. Everything, every moment, he lives up, and he's always on the right side. Just look at what happened when the dude spray painted the N word on his on his gate. He was on the right side of history. You'll look back on that and say, "Damn, LeBron advocated." Oh my goodness, LeBron was such a role model, and LeBron went to seven straight finals. Why didn't we appreciate him more? Oh, because we were too busy trying to protect Jordan's legacy. Instead of letting LeBron live on as this player and just witness what we are seeing, remember I said I said that like about some months ago, like last year, Ken, when I was like, you know, with the Jordan talk, I think people our age or older is like so caught in and protecting that. Oh, this that's what I grew up watching. I watched Jordan's whole career. Let me hold this. Let me hold Jordan's legacy close to me, so I don't want to. Even mention someone, another athlete's name that's better than Jordan when it comes to right. basketball. I remember saying that. I literally remember on this show, I yeah. said plenty of times that people our age and older just they oh that's that that's their they want to protect that. That's what they grew up watching, so they want to protect that. He's so and like I understand it. Yeah, he's so feared, man. Like the Warriors had to go get KD. They did, and, yeah. and, and and KD knew he needed to go there, you know, right. to, to to win, you know, and and I think that's that's not looked at enough, um, and 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 you know what I, I think when we look at what what we witnessed two superstars go toe to toe in that finals, unfortunately it ended in five, but. Yep. We saw two juggernauts go 
toe to toe. We we saw man, this dude threw a self alley oop in the freaking game. He improvised because he got caught and didn't have anything else to do. So Stephen A said that KD and LeBron and other people in the league are looking to pass the mantle to KD. B, I think, you know, even doing this show and just in conversations, we always felt like KD was next, right? Mm-hmm. Um, KD is a couple of years away from being at, at you know, on the decline. What I want to know is who's next? Because this believe- this generation, this decade, that is this era is about to close. Who's next? Who yeah. got next? Real easy for me, Ben Simmons. You think so? Yeah, like, yes, I know so. I like that. Yeah, I, I don't think I know. I just need to watch this guy for five minutes. He's the next guy. He's he, like the all the pressure, league. the star. That's gonna be his league. Ben yeah, Simmons. Yeah, it's gonna be his league. Okay, and especially if Embiid can stay healthy, man, I think he'll. Uh, hey, it's gonna be with easy. With or sure. without Embiid, with the, see, look. The, the, he, he, there's certain players, right, that it, it it doesn't matter what you put around them. The, those guys are going to play better because this guy is just that great. And there's two ways that you can do that. You can just be so great individually that it raises everybody else, a la Russell Westbrook, a la Michael Jordan. Or you just naturally put people in positions to succeed, a la Magic Johnson, a la LeBron James. That's right. what Ben is. Ben, it don't matter. You you put five scrubs out there with him, man. Them boys is going to look gonna like be, something that you didn't even know that they was going to be. There's going to be a Ben Simmons era. We we had an MJ era. Yes. We had we yes. had a Magic era. Yes. We had man, a it's Kobe. Be ben Simmons Simmons era. Be, it's going to be we a billion. And now it's going to be Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons got next. Yep. Ben Simmons has next. I believe. I believe Towns and Bead or Zingas. But what about to that what about level, though? I think Rick Freak. I don't know if he got on him, B. I think, I think, we're, I think the next generation is going to be the renaissance for big men again. Because the wings, to me, coming out aren't that great. Like, I love Andrew Wiggins' game. I, I don't think he's Kobe. Like, he's not going to be LeBron. I think he's going to be the second option on that Minnesota team until, you know, somebody makes a decision on whether if Carl Towns and Andrew Wiggins can play together. Um, ben Simmons is, you know, big as hell. It's a big man revolution, dude. Big men are going to revolutionize the game of basketball. Watch. We're going to see in very soon. It's going to be like, I mean, people said Ben Simmons is now 6'10", 6'11". By, by the way, they say he grew two inches. And <laughs> like they say he grew two inches because he was like supposed to be 6'8", you know, say 6'9". And the damn near a seven-footer playing point guard. You got Joel Embiid, 7'2", and Joel was seven feet coming out of college. He grew two inches over a summer, so I believe that shit. Man, I and hope Duke can stay uh, healthy, man. man I need, I need, and yeah. the, the thing is, though, is that I, I do think he – I think that he's going to have that kind of career where we, we just got to pencil it in like an AD, like, okay, every you know couple of weeks he's going to have to take like a game or two off. I'm not counting out Kawhi Leonard to take it from KD to be that next guy. I'm yeah. That's that's I forgot about Kawhi. That's another good one. That's a I'm that's, not, a, that's another I'm good one. Not especially if Chris Paul goes to San Antonio. I'm really not counting that out because 
the one stain on Golden State's record for me, even before they uh, lost that one game, was what would have happened if Kawhi led them to a victory game one? Does yeah. Curd start coaching differently? Does KD feel some right. sweat in the back of his neck? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like those type of things. You remember, matter. they was blowing them out. They was blowing out Golden up, State. Up 25 with Kawhi, and all they have is Kawhi. So the thing is, to me, if you add a Chris Paul to that situation, and you know Chris Paul can't stand Curry's ass. You yep. know that. <laughs> Chris Paul hates Curry. Chris Paul looks at Steph Curry like the fucking kid in high school who, you know, dad put him on, on the team because his dad's the coach, and Chris Paul's like, nigga, I was nicer than you. Who the fuck you think right. you are? That's what Chris Paul looks at Steph Curry like, the new prima donna who ain't really about that life. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think Embiid has um, not only the game, but I think the personality. Cause, cause yeah, the that's, NBA, why, that's why I hope he stay healthy, man. Damn, I hope he don't be like an injury-prone guy. Ka- Kawhi, Kawhi is is Tim Duncan. He's going to be that that guy that's probably going to win four or five that people won't <laughs> like, you know, to see him play because they're going to be so boring. You know, Paul Paul George before he got hurt, I think he was on his way to to being like the next guy they're going to sell. But I think the NBA. Westbrook is there, but he has a lot of maturity in terms of his game, and I think he needs right. the right coach in order to kind right. of reel him in a little bit. He's obviously right. a star. James Harden is is a star within himself, but mm-hmm. you know these guys are established. They've been in the league, but when yeah, when, six, yeah, when no, yeah, like who who's gonna be? You mean I, like I, so, so? You mean like him? Like who's like a, a second, third year guy who's gonna be that next guy? Yes, okay. yes. Like, who got next? Like, like because when LeBron's gone and, and KD's gone and... Uh, Westbrook and Harden going to be kind of towards tingering a little bit down the end of their career by the time LeBron and KD retire. Because right. what is Russ, 27, 28 now? Who? Russ is what, like 28, uh, 28 yeah, years Yeah, I want to say maybe 27-ish, maybe, yeah. 28, James think, Harden, 27, Because think about it like this, we... When, you remember this, B, when when Jordan was on his way out, we were like, man, like, man, the NBA is in trouble. And then Kobe came. And then we were like, man, like. I We had like a bunch I of stars, take, though, Keith. But I huh? even take you back another level. Like, even when, when Jordan retired the first time in 90, you know, when he retired or so-called, you know, let, took a break from basketball. And you remember people. We're like, yeah. who's gonna be the next guys? At that at that moment, it was Penny, Grant Hill, mm-hmm. and it was somebody else. I'm forgetting. Damn it! But Penny and Grant Hill was gonna be like the the they was kind of starting to push off them two as like the next you know kind of face of the NBA when when Jordan retired the first time. You know what I'm saying? Because th- and, this thing, Penny yeah. had the shoes, he had the commercials. You know, every and black every, folks loved him. That that's always the key. Yep. They were accepted by the black people by black people. Yep. 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 And the Grand Hill. Grand Hill had the feelers going. Like Grand Hill was the only cat I knew back when we was coming up that people that was the reason why people was wearing feelers. Because you know, when I was growing up, it was pretty much Nikes. Like if you weren't wearing Nikes or hooping in Nikes, you wasn't you wasn't hooping in nothing right. <laughs> but yeah, that first one, the first Jordan retirement, it was Penny and Grand Hill. When Jordan retired in ninety eight, yeah, like you said, Q, yeah, Iverson, uh Kobe's you know, they was like the next, you know, those next guys or whatever. And then LeBron, Melo, and Wade came along. And now they're on their way, their, their way out. 
Um, I mean, Curry and, and Draymond and, and Clay are kind of young. Um, but I'm like, like we're, 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 LeBron has about two or three more years, man. I think he's just going to up and, and quit. KD got about yeah. five or six. Yeah, I don't think you know, LeBron gonna like start falling off. I don't think we are gonna see him where he's like I, averaging I truly, seventeen a game and 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 uh, or you know coming off the bench type of guy. You know what? Honestly, in my opinion, I just want LeBron to go on his 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 like ring tour when he starts to get like not to the point where he's the best in the world anymore, but still serviceable. I want him to go on like that. Like that, like David West tour of like, oh, he's on, he's on the Lakers this year, and oh, who gets LeBron <laughs> on their bench this year? Oh, LeBron's in Milwaukee this year. LeBron's gonna take his talents to Toronto this year. Like, I want that. Like, that's David gonna be West. so fun. Another and, victim and- of LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Presti is often praised for a lot of the things that he did. He drafted well, put together a team, went to the finals. You know, he lost to LeBron, but you had. A nucleus. You have four guys. You had Golden State before Golden State became Golden State. But he's not receiving, I think, the type of criticism for keeping for not for failing to keep that team together. Um, because you know Joe Lacob and all those guys, they're going to do whatever it takes to win and keep those guys together in Cleveland. Through LeBron, Griffin, and and whatever the guy's name is, Westbrook is twenty eight. Just so you know, okay, okay. he's going to spend the money. I, I think I, I people think need to start need looking, to start looking at, at Sam Presti and what OKC failed to do as an organization. Uh, oh yeah, he got to be kicking himself. He got to be. He got to be. Dude, like. <sighs> Sam Presti's such an uh, enigma for me as a like a GM because he he does just enough he he does just the right amount of good moves for me to be like okay he's not trash but then he just does the moves where it's like so mediocre like oh let me let me go you know trade Cameron Payne for Doug McDermott like okay I see what you're trying to do like you like okay you you made a move but it's a lateral move you know what I'm saying so it's not like I can condemn it but at the same time. We have to go back and revisit that whole OKC situation, man, where you had literally Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, and you were so worried about luxury tax, hmm. luxury tax, that you said, all right, we, we got to trade James Harden for pennies. <laughs> Steve like, Adams. Like, you trade, dude, you traded James Harden for, like, you know, a subway discount five dollar off coupon. Like, dude, you traded him for nothing. And you're seeing the dividends now. You're seeing the outcome now that Russell Westbrook is now on a team that was constructed to have a Kevin Durant. So now the team doesn't look as good. Because you know you have a bunch of defenders and guys that really can't hit open shots, but they can lock down and defend and they have you know good enough defense. But now you're seeing that Russell on that team has to put in mega, mega, mega effort just for them to make the sixth seed. And that speaks to Russell's greatness. So you're seeing that you've had damn near three superstars and a more than capable, um, a more than capable power forward and shot blocker. Mm-hmm. So come on, dude. Like, Presty has to understand that 
he messed up. He really did. And I don't blame KD for the move, man. Like, I really don't blame KD for the move. I've always maintained that if we are to if we are to talk about rings and how yep. rings are the most important thing in a player's career, then we need to understand that players are not sometimes a player is just not trying to be the GOAT, man. Like, can we just get that out in the open sometimes and just admit that? That they're just players who what you deem as soft is not soft to him. Q, Obviously, Ju- Julius Irvin said it best in the uh, in, in that commercial. You either have one or you yeah. don't. And KD yeah, is so great, he needed at least one. We were saying that yeah. about LeBron. You need at least one. We looking yeah. at Melo like and Chris Paul like, yo, what up? Where, where y'all <laughs> where y'all rings at? Where, where exactly. y'all at? Like, people, bro, we we look at <laughs> we look at Carmelo like, oh, he's a bum. He never won. Oh, he's money over everything. Okay. Yeah, oh, I see. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone everyone looked at them like they're bums, man. And not even just from the fact that like we discuss LeBron because we're comparing him to Jordan and that's why his whole uh his whole uh, demeanor and his whole aura has always been rings, 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 rings. Where his ring at? Where his ring at? Okay, he got one, but how about two? Okay, he 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 got two, but Jordan got six. Oh, he got three, but that was only because right. Draymond got hurt. Boke got hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like it's everything is always qualifiers for LeBron's rings. But at the same time, a guy like KD, and people don't want to hear this because it's the dead-ass truth, KD's not trying to be the GOAT. KD doesn't care if you put him in your top five of all time. KD doesn't care if he surpasses, you know, um, name a small for Larry Bird or LeBron James. KD is worried about KD's legacy, and KD cares about himself. He does not give a care in the world if you think that uh, Kevin Durant is not a top three small forward. And you'd be stupid to think he's not going to end up being a, a top three small forward statistically and just eye test wise. But at the same time, his his acu- his acumen in, in this championship run was very, very uh, blatant in the fact that he affected the game in the only way that he could. He, the way he shoots the ball, it's nine feet in the air. That's something that, that, that you can't teach. Uh, and that and that was his team. Higher than that. His release point is at twelve feet. That's ridiculous. Like, like that's that's not, like that's that's ridiculous. Like how you how do you guard that? You you, you don't. You, you, you really don't. He he only can miss. You can't guard it. He can just miss, and that's it. I'll say this. I I think what Sam Presti didn't do. Um, I I think OKC could have at least had two by now. Um, and I think that that Stop organization blame, blame Clay Bennett. That organization will will go down go. as that 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 move. Those moves, Clay Bennett, Sam Presti, whoever, will go down as one of the the colossal failures in NBA history to let that yeah. much talent just go out into the league like that. Yeah, I, I really do think we'll we'll look back on it and be like, damn, Dad, James Harden, Sergi Baca, starting it here first. On dead end sports, I, I, we 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 man, look, we've approached a lot of topics here that started here, and then it, eventually everybody catch on. We're starting here. Sam Presti or Clay Bennett, whoever you want to blame, OKC failed. It was a failure. It was a colossal failure, and and they need to receive criticism for it. People 
always put Jordan on this such high pedestal, but it's like, nigga, it was great. It was other great super, you know, like, you could put Magic in that conversation too, man. Magic was a winner. Magic, just, the teams he lost to in the finals was hell. You can list them as probably one of the top 10 greatest NBA teams of all time, the teams that he lost to. Yeah. The thing is, the only thing is, I think the reason why we mythologize Jordan so much is just the fact that he was probably one, just, just, just in my opinion, a more complete player than Magic um, because that defensive side of the ball was never Magic's strength. And Michael, he put in that work for both sides of, of, of the ball. And once he got, you know, Scotty, and once he got Phil, he's he kind of unlocked that code that Magic had to making everyone around him better. So you already have, you know, probably a more complete player, a better player in Jordan. And then you add the thing that made Magic Magic within Jordan. Not Obviously not the passing, because that's not there, but just the intangible to make those around you better. I think that's why people put Jordan on that pedestal. And plus, everyone looks at the six for six as like, you know, the most holy accomplishment, which it is, because I do think that there was probably more competition in the 90s than the 80s. But at the same time, we can't take away from Magic going to nine, man, and winning with five. That's, that's, yeah, that's, and, and that's it's kind of crazy. That's a lot of work, work man. Like, that is, bro, like, people don't understand. Nine, B, people don't understand, B. B, uh, people don't understand, dude, that, like, when you play basketball or when you play a sport, it's a dedication to that shit. dedication. People, thank you. People really think that these guys just don't do shit, but, you know, go to, go to, go to right. practice, then just play ball. No, my nigga, like, you have to fucking train. You have to put in those hours, those unseen yes, hours. Like, those no, unseen dudes, hours, bro. These guys are not good for no reason. Like, they just didn't – they wasn't born – just oh, you can play basketball like all oh, these dudes put in work. <laughs> it's it's work. It's mentally and physically draining every for you to be playing basketball damn near every day from November to possibly June. That's freaking wearing tearing on your body, man, and physically draining. I don't care what nobody say. Dude, like that shit. Like in my opinion, the NBA has the shortest off season, hands down. Because when you yeah. when think about that shit, dude, you already got basketball never stops. Because every four years, what you got the Olympics, then you got to then you got to worry about like the qualifying leagues. Then you got to worry about just that. Uh, as soon as you're like done with your vacation, because most players take a one to two week vacation, vacation, and then you back in tra- training camp starts. Training camp starts. By and the training time. camp starts. Summer yep. league for the for the fucking college players starts in fucking what July, July. or something. Yep. Like well, now, basketball never stops. It is a all year round thing. So yeah. these guys, you know, fans think that these dudes just are born with this shit, and they, right. they just jumpers, and they're born with this passing gene. No, you have to exactly. put in work, dude. Every fucking year, you put in work just to be able to keep up with the competition because there's somebody who's below you that's trying to get ahead of you. get ahead of you. That's why, and you know, people always throw out like like you were just saying, um, Michael Jordan the six and zero, oh, you know, and and I was telling Ken, you know, I was even telling my dad this, like. For LeBron James to go to seven straight NBA Finals, it's impressive. I don't, I don't care what his record is, but like, for you to be mentally and physically draining playing basketball that many times, including a couple of USA trips too, uh, um, Olympic trips, and you still going to the finals, man, that's draining, man. That is, 
that's that's freaking draining. You, <laughs> final question, because I know I know we're running late here, but final question: How many more years does LeBron have left in dominating the East? Three, three to four. I say three to four. Three to four. Yep. Three to I five because Kyrie's only twenty four. That's why I thought. That's, that's, that's why I was going. It all depends on Kyrie. If Kyrie can take that next level in his game, which I think he still has another level or two to go, um, because he's not I even believe in his prime. He's three yeah, years away from the prime. He's not, that's man. Crazy. Like he's not. The people like it's crazy because Kyrie's been such a part of the NBA in my life for like the last like four or some years. So it's like know. you know you think of you you think he's like twenty eight, twenty nine. You're 24, dude. 24. Like, he's need, still putting it together. Like, I just need – he could go five if if he if he, he if he get in the post, man. I need him to go go into the post. I Ken. think he could play up to five. He, I don't think it's like jumpers. I think it's the mid-range jumper that, that's really going to extend his career, dude. No, nah, I, I think he's gonna be. I think. No, I was just saying he's been posting a little more definitely than what he used to post. How uh, you know how often he used to post? I don't he think he's gonna just start going to the block just all the time. That is, you I, know, I, I, I think to. he will. No, I th- look, look, listen. I think he will. Look, we all know. We all get into Ken's age, and you can't really. You, can't really <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when he get up up there, because look, I think LeBron is going to play until he's 40, 41. I, I think he's going to have 20, 22 nah. year coming. Uh, I don't think. I so. think so. I think. So. I don't think so. I can see. I can see him just like being tired of dominating, and just like doing something else. You know, being becoming an owner or something like like he said he want to be. I can see him like. I can see him leaving a little bit before it it was it's his time. You okay. know, what I'm and, 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 and even 40. still. Even still, he he he's what fourteen years into the league right now. He's gonna. Be I, I give him thirty eight. I give him thirty eight. Okay, that's still seven years. So if you say three, I'm to just, four, you say you saying forty something? No, that's so that's what. So you saying he gonna play like ten more years? I'm I'm saying he's. I, I think he's gonna play like eight nine years. Eight more. That's eight five. Or nine I, more. I said thirty eight. He's thirty three now, so that's five years. That's that's doable. That's thirty eight. Yeah, I and do. I'm saying I, he's gonna play more than that. I no, truly no. believe that LeBron James, just by his conditioning and the specimen that he is, him at forty years old is like somebody at thirty five. Like honestly, LeBron, like LeBron gets another title, he's gonna retire. He's gonna I don't think so. Top. I don't see that. I don't think so because that wouldn't just like from what we've seen, that would entail that they just beat Golden State. Cause I don't see any team out of the West coming out of the West. So that would mean that they that they beat Golden State. So why wouldn't he go back and want to beat them twice? That would further his career, and that would probably make him top one, top two for me, easily. It's, it should be interesting, man. The career of LeBron James, man. We need to appreciate this while we still got it, man. It, it, it's been one of the most interesting basketball eras uh, of, of all time, centered around one player. Yeah, man. It, and it's, and that, it's, it's crazy. He's he is he is the staple. Of our league, I don't see there ever being another player that's as polarizing as, as LeBron James to to enter the league like this. I, nope. I just I just don't ever see it, man. And I nope. think at some point he will be crowned the greatest of all time once people really sit back and analyze what what he's done, you know, with in his career. But this 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 guy, man, we we witnessed something special. 
And a lot of some people right. are starting to appreciate it, but I think a lot of people will appreciate it after, after it's said and done. So anyway, well, we were wrong, uh, all three of us. B was B was right. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Can't get them all. 